All right, folks, welcome back to the last Mountain Swire basketball podcast. That's right, a couple hoops in a row. Jeremy Moss here. Oh, I knew uh, you've heard this name before. He does Nevada stuff. We had our good buddy Brandon Blake. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been quite a while, but good to be back. Excellent. We have you on from time to time. We um, we have some fun podcasts with you. You do Nevada stuff for us. And with uh, the coaching hire, Steve Alford, oh boy, we'll get right to it. First, uh, we'll get some stuff to the website. It's been kind of chill the past little while, so mwire.com is where you find some stuff. We'll have this podcast, we'll have some other basketball stuff, all sorts of NFL draft coming up, apparently sneaking up on me. Whew. But yeah, we're here, we get your thoughts, you do Nevada stuff for us, we, it's since I uh, figured Musselman's gone, Alfred's in, why not have you on? Of course, yeah. because you, uh, you got the takes, you got the basketball knowledge, you know what's going on. I, I get the, uh, part of the time, but no, I'm kidding. Oh, I hear you. I'm the but, same way a little but, bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like the internet. We're just all loud and mostly right 20% of the time. But no, uh, I would offer, well, first, we'll hit with Musselman yes. even. Um, I think it was about a week ago when it yeah, Sunday, came yeah. down. Probably yeah, Sunday. a week ago Sunday. It was like Musselman and Arkansas close, and it was, which people can remember we uh, earlier there was talk about that and it kind of got brushed aside because he was in Reno the whole time and then thought nothing much of it and then Musselman to Arkansas is a done deal. Um, a little bittersweet, but I got, but I got it. Um, Are you surprised? Because here's I, I when I've, people listen before, I'll let you hear on it. What I mentioned when Eli and me chat about it, Arkansas is basically the UNLV of the SEC. Accurate <laughs> <laughs> national titles, ba- yeah, basketball with a little with slight with a slightly better success for since their last national title. But are you surprised? Like leaving for a bigger job didn't surprise me. Going to Arkansas sort of did. It did too. Uh, I just feel well, you you you, know, you look at Musselman's sort of history in a sense. He's a West Coast guy. Played at college at San Diego, of mm-hmm. uh, USD, not SDSU. Yeah. Uh, his pro coaching stint when yeah, Sac- Golden State and Sacramento. That Golden State pre everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was bo- mostly tethered to the West Coast. Sands one year as an assistant in LSU. So you would figure, well, you, you would figure he would stay in the West Coast, given that he did apply for the he did interview for the Cal job two years ago, and bank and wisely back yeah. away from mm-hmm. um but yeah it it was just arkansas but here's the thing with arkansas they got money you mm-hmm. know they have the i believe the new facility a fair a brand new stadium so arkansas as i like to say or i hear people say they got a lot of want to they got the money and they got the want to to be good so arkansas ponied up the cash and muscleman's going East or Southeast, actually. Yeah. Uh, but you're right about you had mentioned the UNLV comp, and it's interesting. And it and thought about it for a moment. It's like, yeah, it makes sense because the last national title was '95. Mm-hmm. They have not made the Sweet 16 since. Wait for it. Wait for it. 1996. Ooh. They won the uh, last SEC tournament title was 2000. So you're telling so, me it's been a while. <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, they've made the tournament before under Stan Heath and John Pelfrey, but haven't really gotten past the second weekend. 
So there's a lot of stuff to unpack, and it's not like he's going into an SEC where SEC conference where all you got to do is like take out Kentucky. It's Kentucky, it's LSU, it's Florida, it's Auburn. It's he's already running kind of behind the power curtain, as it seems. Yeah. So he's got a he's got a in Tennessee. You didn't mention them. At Tennessee, I forgot about Tennessee. Uh, so right there, you're already behind the power curtain in terms of the in terms of league play, in terms of where he's at in the league at Arkansas. It's tough. I would I agree. You know the SEC a bit more than me for for most everything, but it's you're right. It's not just Kentucky. Kentucky's like my hands going high. You can't see way up here. Tennessee's close. LSU, how they want to share the title, it's kind of crazy this year. Won that regular season title. There's really good teams. But right. as you mentioned, Tennessee was ranked high for a while. Auburn made the deep run. There's good teams, but it's not like an unbeatable league. Arkansas is near the bottom, like you're right. But I would say you get a couple of guys, you could compete right away, I think, in this conference. Maybe not beat Kentucky regularly or maybe just Tennessee because they're number one this past year and they keep him Bruce Pearl. Or not Bruce, excuse me, not Bruce Pearl. Um, Rick Barnes, sorry, wrong Rick coach. Rick Barnes. Yeah, the other guy. Guy almost went to UCLA. Yeah. said, no, no thanks. But yeah. I think there's a way to get up quickly. It's not like the ACC where you have five, six top ten teams. They have a lot of one one super great team. Like Tennessee's really good, but I'm still like, well, they're up there. There's a senior latent team. Yeah, I'm not discounting them, but traditionally what you see is Kentucky and then really everybody else, but everybody else is still four top 25 teams. Right. He's, so, he's not going to look I'm just saying, he, there's, you're right, there's really good teams. But it's not like it's not ACC worthy. Where you had three number one seeds this year, where everybody's top ten. There's top five Kentucky, and then you're probably another top ten team. But it's a bunch of really good top twenty five teams who could make a good stretch run and beat anybody in any given night. It's not these three to four dominant teams that are just going to crush Vanderbilt and everybody else in the SEC. Right. It, it in in the SEC, SEC basketball this year, you had a clear top two Tennessee and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You had a very good at times muddled middle and then you had your Vanderbilt, your Georgia, your Missouri that was just off just nightmares uh, so it, it's not like he's going to be going up against Muslim and going to Arkansas it's not like he's going to be going up against the New Mexico's or the Colorado States it, it's going to be brutal and I hate to put on my SEC homer hat but it, I mean it's honest to say the competition is going to be tough oh that's clear that's, you don't need to do that that's clearly the case <laughs> it's right. more difficult uh, I would but, say, I mean, oh, go ahead okay I'll, I'll just say real quick for muscle men for me it's two things and Chris Murray mentioned this in one of his articles from the um, Chris Murray from Nevada Sportsnet Two things that I'm, I'm interested to see what Musselman's going to do at Arkansas because when he was at Nevada, what was the two the two things he resisted doing or didn't do at all? Play what, freshman, yeah, and recruit or play deep bench, recruit. <laughs> right? Or play at deep bench. I mean, you can really only yeah the deep bench too. So he's going to have to tack on one or two more guys. Yeah. But the two points I wanted to mention was that Chris Murray mentioned was got to play fresh freshman. And oh my god, I like it on the freshman part, and then also the recruiting part. Mm-hmm. And in a league where, and it's interesting with Arkansas, Arkansas, the state itself has had a lot of talented players come from that state. It, it's kind of hard to imagine, but but they've had talented players, high school players in that state, but they haven't gone to Arkansas. They've gone very rarely. They've gone to Arkansas. They've even gone to Kentucky or totally out of state. 
So that's going to be up to Musselman to try to. I'm interested in see how he's going to change his tactics. Whereas Nevada, he could work in Nevada by not relying so much on freshmen. But I'll be interested to see how he changes. I think he could do it, but it'll be interesting to see. Oh, I think he can too, because you got Jordan Brown to commit to Nevada. And part of it too, you're in a league where like recruiting is a big deal, obviously. But he's took a program that won nine wins. Let's do what we can quickly. He found success, found really good success. I, I would imagine had he stayed another couple of years, let's say he stayed two more years, it would have been more evenly recruiting versus transfer bringing portal bringing the transfer guys because right. he did bring in Brown, like I said, all American or what top fifty guy, five star guy, I believe. He didn't play a ton, which maybe that's why he's possibly on his way out. We'll see. But give him a couple of years. He, I think he did out of the necessity. Like, how can I get the best team as quickly as possible with guys who have good experience? But Arkansas, there's always going to be transfers coming in and out. But I think he's proven it. But you're right, he needs to prove more of it because he needs to maybe do eighty twenty recruiting high school guys compared to transfers. Right in a league where you know, and I'll point to my I look at a team like Florida, who Nevada lost to in the tournament. They were young, but they had they played Florida played freshmen mm-hmm. that's going to get that experience. And you know, Kentucky's going to be half freshmen and talented freshmen. So those are, I just named two. So you're going to have teams in the league that's not going to be afraid to bring in talented freshmen. Um, It helps with our, you know, if he keeps the transfer route, you know, he'll have that experience. He'll have the experience on the court, obviously, but he can't muscle him to have success at Arkansas. He can't, he has to adapt. He, he does. And then before we get to the, the moving on from that, Nevada made a, a last-ditch effort of about $2 million per year. Arkansas only paid him like $2.5 million. Like only, but the difference yeah. wasn't much. Wonder, like I kind of figured, hearing that came out after he signed the deals on the jet, had the videos and stuff with him in the AD in Arkansas. I figured when that came out $2 million, I'm like, is he leaving just because he realized it's so hard to be that good? Because he won't, lost, what, five, four or five games regular season, ended up being a lower seed, and he figured they would be a seven seed in the tournament, part of it losing late. But he figured to go to Arkansas, I can win 21 games and be in the NCAA tournament as a nine seed or something. You know what I mean? The, the pre, not pressure, but the expectation of whatever game is not there when you're in a conference where you can be a top 50 Ken Palmer net team just by virtue of playing the SEC. 12 SEC games, right. Um, but also you got to keep in mind with – Arkansas, going back to their recent coaches, Mike Anderson won. I feel like he. I have to look at his. Yeah, I have it right here. He did fairly well. He. Yeah, he won. I believe he had a few twenty win seasons. Yeah, he had. He's there for like eight years. He had. Let's see, real quick in my math: one, two, three, four, twenty, twenty-four wins, twenty-two or more wins, one nineteen, one eighteen, a couple eighteen. I think part of it was they were twenty-six and ten in seventeen, twenty-three and twelve, eighteen. 18, 16, 19, so like a slight decline each year. Right. And I don't know if that's worthy of high, firing them, maybe have a high expectation. But my point is, he doesn't have to go like 28 and two, 4 or something. He can go right. tw- like 23 and 12 and be ranked like they were two years ago, Arkansas was, or stuff like that, where they're 23 and 12, finish the season like ranked 18. So that's, maybe that's part of it too, where he can have a few hookups, but still get that extra success he's looking for. And also keep in that, and then, but also I look at Arkansas when it was getting to like Mike Anderson and Stan Heath, who used to coach at Arkansas. Uh, yeah. Mike Pelfrey, I'm not going to be messing up his name. Pelfrey, 
Yeah, Mike John, Pelfrey. John Pelfrey. John Pelfrey. Uh, Sorry, I got it. I got it right in front of you, staring at it. So yeah, <laughs> and, and I know because John Pelfrey is a Florida assistant under Billy Donovan. Uh, those guys, I believe, if you can look at the records, had twenty win seasons, but that Arkansas just sort of Arkansas was all has been, for lack of a better term, since Nolan Richardson was unjustly let go, or uh, has been stuck on. Mediocre. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Since Richardson was gone in O two, they've been to six NCAA tournament appearances with only two times, or excuse me, twice made it to second weekend and only like you mentioned the one Sweet Sixteen appearance in Anderson's like what seventh year or something fifth year. So they've been but, okay, but not great. A few losing seasons here or there, like that bad Stan Heath nine to nineteen first year. Took him yeah. a couple years to get going. He. Was gone. Really got fired. I yeah, believe. after we get, I don't know if it's fired, but he made it to a tournament two years in a row. Twelve seed got fired. was not there the year after. Right. <laughs> and, and I feel, and and then also there's the other side of the coin. If Musselman can have, if Musselman is having that type of six, that type of sort of trajectory in the Pelfrey, Anderson, Stan Heath realm. Mm-hmm. Is, Ar- is the Arkansas folks going to stand with that, especially since they're paying him a lot of money to not be where they are, trying to get back to where they were in the 80s and 90s under Nolan Richardson was what they're trying to get back to. Will Arkansas folks handle that? You're right in the sense that, okay, the difference between Nevada and Arkansas is about someone doesn't have to break his back to go just to make the tournament. Yeah. You know, he could be. He could have be twenty and thirteen if he wins a certain cert, wins a certain amount of games in conference play and non conference play. They're a tournament team, and then you know single elimination tournament anything can happen. But my thing is with the Arkansas folks is they are they going to be patient? Or are they wanting? Or are they going to be of the mindset of we're paying us with all this money? We need to be up there with Kentucky and competing for our SEC championships. It's like hold on, you. Recognize who you are, you know. Yeah, but it, it, like I said, it'll be interesting to see if he can get Arkansas about the doldrums of the well, not so much the doldrums out, just sort of that mediocre rut because I because they haven't been bad, they just haven't been great. (laughs) No, it's true. I think. I don't know, expectations, like, I think what their goal is to be, they expect to be top three in the SEC, I think, every year. Which, it's doable, but, because, if you look, like, LSU won the conference title this year. How the heck does that happen? So, it's like, LSU's not a traditional basketball powerhouse. They had Shaq there, they've had some years here and there, but they're not, when you think of basketball in the SEC, or even the country, give me a good, really good program, you typically don't think of LSU, despite them having some decent success. Or even Auburn. And so in Florida, I know before Billy Donovan was at Florida, they weren't. Am I correct? They weren't seeing some basketball juggernaut before he got there, winning national titles. They they Florida basketball had pockets of success under. They didn't really get going until the eighties. Like they made their they made their first tournament when I was five years old okay. in nineteen eighty seven. Oh, uh, and then there was a little bit of a rut. Then they made the final four in ninety four mm-hmm. when Arkansas won the national title. No, no, no. Yeah, 94 when Arkansas won it. Um, and then a little bit of a lull, then Billy Donovan took over. So they had pockets of success, of yeah. LSU pockets of success. That's, that's what I mean. It's like there's right. teams like Dale there's... Brown was there forever and got them to a final. 
to one Final Four, which kind of Bayheimian, um, Jim Bayheim like, um, be all there, be there all those years and never had it. But you're right, pockets of success, nothing really sustainable. So there's reasons reasons to get there for this team. So I I don't know what they want. I, they probably expect him like the top three Sweet Sixteen appearance most years. Yeah. I, looking at the last guys they let go, I get rid. I get Anderson. He missed a tournament after making three or four. And then uh, Pelfrey having those bad couple three really bad years. I don't know what they expect from him. They expect him to be better. They expect him to compete at that level, and we'll see. And he got a pretty good payday. And eh, congrats for him. It's I'm glad he did it. It's fine. It, well, not well, whatever. It's it's good. You get a better job, go for it. And right. if he if he does great at Arkansas, when when is Kyle gonna retire? Gonna take over Kentucky? I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, but I mean, Just Coach K. Cal, dude, Cal isn't going nowhere. Um. Kyle's not going nowhere. Get the lifetime contract after after UCLA was bamboozled and idiots. <laughs> UCLA. Let's <laughs> offer you less money to come to UCLA. How does that it, ever work? <laughs> it doesn't. And they and you know they did the same thing to Rick Barnes. They hey, and well, Jamie Dixon. Hey, Jamie Dixon. You know the Everybody. dollar. The, the dollar goes farther in Fort Worth, Knoxville, and Lexington <laughs> than yeah. UCLA. Uh, than to LA. So UCLA got a. They, they got a pony up. <laughs> they pony they, up if they want to. They get what they hey, get. They, they get yeah, they get what they get. They get what they pay for. We'll see. Exactly. Nick Cronin. All right. So let's get to, let's get to our next move, UCLA, Steve Alford. Here's the thing, too, about Steve Alford. Had he been at any other school, he wouldn't have been fired. Because you want unrealistic expectations, see uh, UCLA. See Westwood. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, oh, man. And here's the thing about, like, really quick with Alford. Like, he had... Yeah, the one year he missed a tournament when they were 15 and 17. But he made Sweet 16, Sweet 16, Sweet 16, like three years. He gets like go after losing. See, the losses at the time, losing to Belmont and teams like that. It's like, who the heck are you losing to? Every team he lost to, because our buddy Eli pointed this out, was to an NCAA tournament team this year, Liberty and Belmont, and whoever else they lost to. So it's not like they're losing to bad teams. It's just maybe not named teams. But the higher, I am... Seriously surprised they brought in Steve Alford for a couple of reasons. I like the guy from UC Irvine, the guy from Montana, maybe even hiring from within. Because while the, he's done well, his name is good, typically you want to coach after losing the way Nevada is. They had their best year ever, essentially, just about regular season-wise, I believe, highest ranking. Mm. Lose your coach. Okay, that's unfortunate. Usually you want to do what maybe what UNLV did or other teams did, like or with um, Colorado, Colorado State, like the past couple of years, coaches you bring in. Coaches who had a good run, who are their projection is upward. They bring in the guy who was fired. Yet, he's that this kind of rubs me the wrong way when I first see him. Like, really? It's like, it's all the retread guys a little bit here and there. Names you always know, which is, if you're coach, you, you coach. But it just, when I first heard him, like, that's it, really? You're doing Steve Alford? Well, then also you got to think they were compliant. They were talking to Trent Johnson as well. So oh, you're that's even about, worse. You're no. talking about retreat. No, no, thank you. you. Know. <laughs> and, and I think they would have probably even gave Mark Fox a call had he not taken the Cal job, mm-hmm. which good for Mark Fox. He's going, he's back coaching. Go for um, it. But I was, at first, I was like you in that sense. It is a, it is a retread in the sense that, in the way that, you know, he did get fired. And it's not a sexy hire, you know, for using air quotes. I know you can't see me, but yeah, it's not a sexy <laughs> hire. Uh, but, I mean, overthinking about it over the last few days, 
it's again not a sexy hire, but I mean it's a fine hire. And I th- in the sense that Alford knows the area, he knows the league. Yeah, he's he one of the all, league, mm-hmm. right? He, he uh, all the success at New Mexico. Uh, I think it was six conference titles total, regular season and uh, tournament. You know, New Mexico was regular before they just collapsed under Craig Neal and. Yeah. And maybe they're getting it right under Paul Weir. Uh, by the way, Paul Weir's fitted sweatshirts are just—that's just fantastic. He's, I just wanted to mention that he—he's he, what Rick Majerus wanted to look like when he wore the sweaters. I guess. Oh, oh, rest in peace, Rick Majerus. Um, the sweaters and the rafters—that's what they put yeah, up there at the Huntsman yeah, Center. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Rick. Um, but. Yeah, before everything collapsed under Craig Neal and maybe getting it right under Paul Weir, New Mexico basketball was a mainstay in the tournament. They were probably the most, next to San Diego State, was yeah. probably the most consistent tournament team. I think I read a state uh, stat, maybe it was from Eli, or maybe it was somebody else. Maybe, I think it was Eli. Um, for a certain amount of period of time, Steve Alford had as just as many tournament bids when he was at New Mexico than the rest of the Mountain West. Oh, yeah, I got it right here. Here it is. Yeah, I was looking uh, for a tweet from him. Um, uh, he's made 11 tournaments in 24 years. So that's overall. That's not just in the Mountain West, clearly. Right. That's it. Indiana, or not Indiana, I assume oh. Iowa, coaching in Southwest Missouri State. Right. The rest of Mountain West is seven in 42 years. A little, I'd say it's a little misleading because you have a couple of newer coaches in the Mountain West. But it still points out, He's been in the NCAA tournament basically every other year. Right. And you look at the New Mexico's run in New Mexico. New Mexico's making this um, was making somebody's postseason. And I don't think there was a Sweet 16 run in, unlike when he was at UCLA, where you, five years there, you made it three times, which good yeah. for everybody. Good for everybody else, not UCLA. But and since Sweet 16, I, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm. I, I'm fine with the hire. Um, again, not the sexy name, but given his background, his knowledge of the region, of the reason of the, of that conference, yeah, and what he's been and the players he's had in his task, especially in New Mexico and UCLA, it's it's good. It, it beats the retread market of going through Trent Johnson, which I know worse. Or Mark, yeah. or Mark Fox, or mm-hmm. maybe they would have given Gus Argonola a shot, but he has no coaching experience, and you don't know if the UC Irvine guy, whose name I'm playing, I think Me it's too. Russell. Is it Russell? Something like that. He's done well out there, but then again, yeah. it's like, I get it. Now, I'm with you, too. After thinking about it for a couple of days, see what the contract is and stuff, it's like, okay, it makes sense. And, thing, and he got a raw deal at UCLA as well, I'd say. Sure. Because, yeah. and so there's and, that. So, because, like, had he done a little bit better. Like when he left, they were, they ended up going 17 and 16 this year. Not great, but that team was, that team had they not made the had UCLA not made the change in December. They, they were, they were going the way as all of the pac 12. Which was, was, yeah, pac 12 was awful this year. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was just par for the course, you know, to use a golf phrase <laughs> since the masters day. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was just going down that road. And uh, rational school or you know, would be like, okay, Lee's not good. Alford lost all his you know, kids' key players from a tournament team, last few tournament teams. Let's just chill and just 
we'll figure it out. Maybe he can get right, but nah, I gotta let him go at seven and six losing the tournament team. So I, I think it's a good hire, a fine hire. We'll just be interested to see if he can keep all his players, which seems like he's at least keeping Jazz Johnson. <laughs> yeah, well, so we'll get to that now. Let's see. So the roster, really quick, because. I mean, one of our buddies uh, sent this quick message about the transfer portal. Basically, I think seven guys were in there. Part of it too, right. when you first see that, you're alarmed. But it's like, remember, you could come back. It's not. It doesn't mean you're leaving or gone. Right. And I mentioned, and I was in that even the message train too. And I did. Then we did. Um, it's eye popping at first. It's like, Ooh. yeah, but yeah, and it's like, okay, well, they're just. I'm always a big. I'm a big believer. You know, I'm not on the podcast. I'm always a big believer of. Back in the players, yeah. In the yes. Sport. So in my in my instance, if a player wants, if we'll just use Jazz Johnson as, as an example, if he wanted to explore and try other, you know, see what other avenues, absolute God bless, yeah. you know. So yeah, the at the names at first it's are like, oh, that's not good, but you know they could always with you. I think Alabama, one of their basketball players, entered himself in the portal and then took his name out so yeah, it happens and john with johnson's like it was like within two days like okay so he's coming back because that's a big thing alfred has to do is like okay who are we getting who's staying who's going so you have jordan brown who's still i, I assume this is correct i'm reading the latest over at um nevada sports center from the other day i think from the april 11th that's what two right. days ago so yeah. jordan brown's still in the transfer portal for the mcdonald's all-american he could have a potential stay because he was recruited by steve alfred at ucla so that's positive news uh, Jalen Harris, however, he would have to get a waiver to be eligible because he already registered this year and transferred from Law Tech. That's and right. So, how even though um, waivers have been handed out pretty freely, it seems like because uh, Gary Patterson for TCU football. I want to know the names who's approving these waivers to play immediately. <laughs> I'm an old man screaming because I can take that Texas job whenever I want, but I want this guy to stay here forever in Fort Worth for his five years. I know. So but- it's like. Back, back be quiet, old man. Gary. Yeah, old yeah, man. Back your old horse, Gary. <laughs> like, I can be frustrated. You could be upset because granted waivers immediately. It's like, oh, it's kind of frustrating. But you don't need to – what are you – whatever. So, Jalen Harris, hey, I would assume he's going to stay. That would make sense because if you want to play basketball – You don't have to sit. He would lose a year of eligibility. He would lose a year, right. That's yeah, right. Because yeah. you're already registered because that's what a lot of these guys do. They transfer – Technically, you lose a year, but typically you're going to redshirt, so you're not really losing a year. You're just practicing. Um, KJ Himes is still in the is in the portal freshman. You have the walk on cool John Thompson. I don't know. It's kind of played. JoJo Anderson um, already transferred twice because he's at Northern Arizona before <laughs> walk walk on. Right. So and like Nazar Zuzua Zazu Zazal 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 got it. Um, grad transfers. There you go. Yeah. Same too. <laughs> um, a couple, a couple guys released from letter of intent. So you have like Daryl Edwards, LSU transfer. Um, Eric Parrish, top top JUCO guy, requested um, release, but still interested. They have Lindsey Drew, guard, who is injured and fifth year senior next year, so it could be grad transfer. Um, Shamil Stevenson, pit transfer, won't be eligible until December, even if he stays with the Wolfpack. So that would be kind of tricky to transfer again. Right. And part of it's circumstance. Once you transfer once, like the other guy's like, do you want to move again? Because that's a, that's tough. The uh, Mike Lewis, not junior, Mike Lewis the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first second. Uh, walked on second semester last year. Planned to register this next year. Will be eligible in 2020-21. So that's wow. down the road. And so it's like, um, 
there's yeah. a lot of roster stuff going on. So, yeah, that's um, I think but, it's 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 obviously it's fluid. Um, yes, but I mean I see a scenario where Alford's able to keep some of those players, mm-hmm. especially like you mentioned some of those that, hey man, if they leave Nevada, if they leave Reno. <laughs> no matter where they end up, they're gonna have to sit another year. So that's yeah. another year of not yeah. playing. And if I mean if these young men have any aspirations of playing beyond college, well then that's another year you're not gonna ever sit get down. back. You never get right. back. Right. So it's like I, I see I can envision him keeping most of that roster mm-hmm. intact. Um Yeah, I don't I don't see him now. He's gonna have now he he's gonna Bring in his own recruits, obviously. Because hey, he'll actually recruit unlike the previous. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I if I'm gonna guess, I would. I don't. I don't want to guess, but like guys who are more likely to leave, like you said, guys who already transferred once. I'm assuming they'd stay unless they get a waiver. Right. So guys who who more more likely than not, like Lindsey Drew, more likely I'd say just because the circumstance, he can leave. He could leave more quickly. Drew could Drew could take off and. Probably play right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a grad transfer, Jordan Brown, same thing. He didn't play very much. Maybe he's not too happy because right. I'm this highly recruited guy, barely played. And everybody else, like all the guys who need the red, like th- those are like the two that I could see most likely leaving. But with Alfred having the relationship with Brown, that's uh, helpful to maybe keep right. him around town. So, and, and pump him up to be. You're probably going to be the guy next year because he lost all five starters. So, right. And it'll probably run. I could see a scenario where Alfred probably runs the offense through Brown. Mm-hmm. Where you know, hey, we're just gonna sure's two points is back to the basket in there, you know, while he gets his offense in place. So, so yeah, I, I could see that happening, keeping most of the roster intact. So nothing in nothing in college really surprises me now. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got this too. We got the um, contract here. I want to go over that because that's quite interesting. So. Yeah. It's a 10-year deal, which is hilarious because days before he took the UCLA job, he's like, I'm in a Mexico, 10-year contract. I'm like, oh, boy. Never believe a word that comes out of coach's mouth until they're on, unless they're on the court coaching your team. They can leave at any time. <laughs> yes. And as, some, and as somebody who uh, – yeah. Uh, somebody, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw um, – I think it was SB Nation. They had um, – uh, you know, they do their little videos. That's kind of cool. They did one on the beef between Jalen Rose and Chris Weber, which I've is heard, awesome. I've yeah, heard of, I haven't seen – I've seen those around. I don't think I've seen that one, though. Uh, it, it's good. I watched it last Saturday. It was awesome. Um, but they had one about Bobby Petrino when he was, <laughs> a, when he was with the Falcons. Oh, halftime. <laughs> yeah, and it's just I, – I don't need to say anything. If you haven't seen it, go see it. But if you don't want to see it, Bobby Petrino. That's was I'm correct. He left a note and left a halftime, right? Monday Night Football. Yeah, I think so. I I had a running joke with my little brother that when that happened, it was basically he told it. I, I can envision a scenario. He jotted down the letter, made the copies, told his family, "Get in the car, get in the car." Yeah, I'm giving you ten minute head start. I'll meet you at the airport. <laughs> right. He, he basically pulled the Baltimore Colts. Oh yeah, middle of the night. So, yeah, yeah. Art, Art but, but yeah, we say all that to say Bobby Petrino when it comes to that. Don't just take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Just, just the entire thing is salt. 
that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here's what they're doing. So I guess the way they could change it because the Board of Regents aren't in, aren't involved in hiring like they are in most states is kind of a new thing in Nevada. Typically, it's like, okay, what can you pay the state employee because that's what they are at the school. So it's a 10-year deal, $11.6 million, fully guaranteed. So basically the mini John Gruden with that deal he's getting there, 10-year, fully guaranteed. <laughs> fully Dang. guaranteed. Like, what are you doing? Fitting since it's since it's the since it you know since the gambling state of the uh, world exactly silver state baby there we go <laughs> so exactly so and the rules changed a couple years ago so his deal is actually pretty good because okay ten years over eleven point eleven point six million that's what one point one six a year averaged right he's only like I say only five hundred k his first two years. So it's like so that I did the numbers like I was doing we I when the uh, TJ was hired at UNLV he's the high he's still the highest paid coach of conference at the moment now and, <laughs> at one point one million so kudos on kudos Rebels boosters who want to give him money to pay for that but they like, got money to burn apparently, <laughs> apparently hopefully it does well we'll see but like Leon Rice to get six fifty like he needs to be more Craig Smith and guys like we're kind of wondering like hey where would the new coach be or would Musselman partake or excuse me sir, whoa. Surpass. Surpass. I'm calling TJ. That's easier way to do. I call him Coach TJ. So <laughs> yeah, um, it's going to be at least another year or so if I get that guy. Yeah, Coach O. Oh, that's going to be talking about Coach Orgeron. Oh, that's yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Well we'll, well, we'll we'll work it out. Yeah, we got to workshop that. Okay, here we go. So, but yeah, so we'll go with Coach TJ. TJ, but it's only 500k. So this is a pretty good deal because I know he made good money at UCLA. He got fair. I don't remember exactly. I should have looked it up his details at New Mexico. Probably about the same he's getting right now, maybe slightly less, but getting him for 500 K and then like raises throughout the year, throughout the, uh, every couple of years is a good way to do it. Especially when you tell the guy it's fully guaranteed, which means he could leave for a job tomorrow and still get that $11.6 million. There might be some offsetting buyout stuff, which I'll get, let me look in a minute here. Yes. It, which it does. The contract has, um, strong buyouts on each side. Um, he'll pay, yeah, it's only fully guaranteed if he stays there or gets probably gets fired, which I still don't get. If you get fired, why do you get paid still? Right. Ugh, that's weird. But like, if he leaves um, within the first year, eight million, six million year two, four million year three. So basically, after like year four, it's a pretty manageable buyout. So hey, if you still want him back, it's gonna yeah wait four years <laughs> to bring yeah. him back. Oh yeah, I, and I was thinking that too because you know again with uh, the risk of bringing in Alford is if he has. Just like a half of the success Musselman had, or even a half of the success Alford had when he was at New Mexico. You're gonna have to sit sit there and tell me Alford, a Midwestern guy, went to Indiana. If a Big Ten team comes calling, let's say Illinois or Indiana, no, especially that high. Really, Illinois? They're they're living in the past too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that that 04 Final Four, that Final Four in 2005, might as well have been. 1965. Yeah, I'm wow. yeah, it's been a while, but I'm thinking more Coach, Coach Izzo, Michigan State, maybe something like that. If he ever uh, wants to, but but right. seriously, would like with with um, Alfred having coach at Iowa and UCLA, and then also obviously New Mexico between, he's not he's only like in coaching years, only 54 year guy, 54, so it's not quite old for most basketball coaches. And he's been to this is the fifth job, I believe, yeah. or D one job. Maybe he's fine. Like okay, UCLA. It's weird too. I think you could, it could go both ways. UCLA is a unique situation where if you do just bad enough, that but still pretty good, you're out. Or, or it's like, oh, I've already had the success. It's tough going. I'm cool hanging out in Nevada and being this great team and the pressure 
is not really there, making really good, make it almost a million a year after a couple of years. But you're making the turn up. You're making the postseason, not necessarily NCAA. Maybe you're getting them to an NIT yeah. or CBI or something, and you're fine there. Yeah, and you make yeah, and you've already had the success. Like, oh, it's tough at Iowa. I did that before. I did UCLA. Where maybe he's fine being at Nevada, where it's making an NCAA tournament three out of the five years. When it, you know, I mean, just something where it's you're still the top three team in the conference, and he doesn't have that itch to go back to or go to. There could be issues like Arizona could open up with Sean Miller down the road, maybe sooner than later. But that huge buyout's pretty big. But uh, what do you think? Like, is he at a guy where he's had that big time job? And now maybe he's more comfortable being here and doing what because look how revered he was in New Mexico for what he did. If he does that in Nevada, and if you looked at last year, last two years of Muslimin, like why not stay there and be the king of Reno and still pull in over well over seven figures after midway through the contract? Say so the last part, the, your question part. Well, I mean, like, yeah, but like, why not just be the king of Reno and not going? Why go anywhere else? I I don't know. I think it, to me, it's. He may he may just want that one last shot where, yeah, UCLA ended badly, but he was successful there. Maybe if and Iowa wasn't exactly you know great either when he was there, I think they barely got out. They didn't even get out the first weekend. I think one second round appearance in his second year. Yeah. That was another. I him and Iowa was basically a middling of lot like lot like Arkansas just. Not a bad team, but just not good. Yeah, three so, NCAA tournament, three NCAA tournament appearances, two conference tournament wins, two two tournament wins. So I mean, may I think and maybe if he gets that success, and maybe it's and for me, it's the human nature in the sense that if he is successful, if he has the type of success that he did in New Mexico, that he does in in Reno. Yeah, King Arena was great. He's pulling in good money. But imagine if, and I'll go back to to Indiana. He's from Indiana, won a national title at Indiana. If the Indiana job opens up, and mm-hmm. I think it's Archie Miller that's the coach there. Uh, I'll look and see. I'm not sure at the moment. Okay. But it's a good Sean, point. I, right. If the Indiana job opens up, imagine if you, if, you know, a couple of years down the road, He's successful in Nevada, and the Indiana job opens up. Imagine that that pull, that you know that that the alma mater pull of hey, you could be the one that makes Indiana basketball nationally relevant for the yeah. first time in forever. Former player, you could you're Former there player, with Bob, Bobby Knight. Who's that again? Right. You win national titles and like okay, right? That pull could be there, or he could. It could just be sort of Indiana adjacent. Like I, I joke the Illinois job, or it's still, yeah. you could say it's there. I and Chris Murray said it best when I saw his video clip about the high, about the Muslim hire. Nevada is a stepping stone job, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You've got to think the last going back to 1999, Trent Johnson. Mm-hmm. Parlayed the, the success of Nevada into a bevy of Power Five jobs. I, I'm still sitting here thinking, how does a man go from Stanford to LSU? Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about that. It's been ten years. <laughs> I know. Uh, Mark Fox parlayed the Nevada job into Georgia. Uh, you you know so and uh, Eric Musselman was another one parlayed his success right. into the Arkansas job. So you know, it's it, a stepping stone job. So it's nothing wrong with that. So you got to keep that. I'm keeping that in mind as to why I don't. 
when and you mentioned and mentioning the buyout, why is why that um, the buyout amount dwindling is I could envision him leaving. You could, but also if it's a stepping stepping stone job, that means your team's still a pretty good team if your coaches go on to bigger jobs. So th- I know Nevada has had that string of success, coach after coach after coach, where they've been really good. They've had their step backs, but if you are a stepping stone job, that typically means when that coach leaves, you have to have a good AD to make the right hire, which hope- looks they like they do. They do seems like they do. they've had other coach- uh, coaches replaced, but it just means your program's still a good program. That means yeah. you're still really good if your job comes here for five years. You win 80 games or something, a couple tournaments. Like, oh, great. I mean, you're doing a good job. Alfred did say, like, Doug knew the 80s. Like, I don't want a guy here for three to four years. And it is. It's all what Alfred, Alfred says. Like, well, I'm good. I want to be here. It's like, yeah, I get that. But, but he said that in New Mexico. That's not a 10-year deal. He's also a guy who doesn't have a job at the moment. I'm just saying. What would you say yeah. to get a job if you're like, oh, I need a job. I need something. Eh, this place is pretty good. It's... I had this great success at other places. It seemed like a step down, but they had a really good year last year. I'm good. I can, I can chill here for three years and see what comes next on the corner. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I could, and maybe I'm just pessimistic, but I, I could see that mm-hmm. a scenario where that he has, like I said, even a fraction of the success he had in New Mexico. Him, he, I guess, envision him bolting for a Big Ten job or another. Pac-12 job, assuming the Pac-12 doesn't implode. Implode, <laughs> exactly. Um, Here, here's an interesting thing really quick. Um, so Doug Newth mentioned this. He goes, we talked to Steve, Steve and we didn't want another coach here for three or four years and he's gone. And he said, like this new saying, referring to Alfred, he said straight up he wanted to be in a great community and a place that loves basketball, wins championships. He said that we're at the top of the conference, wants to keep us that w- there and wants to win tournament games. And that's why the bots are ridiculous. Never in there did he say he wants to be at Nevada for a long time. <laughs> Who, Alfred? Yeah, like that was enough relaying what his conversation was with Alfred. Yeah. There's no point in saying, I want to be here. I'm I'm done moving around. I want to coach. Just not not to say my final stop, but one of those guys. Like, no, I'm here for long haul. He just yeah. says he wants to win. And so I'm just, just saying. it's uh, You know, look who you're dealing with. Yeah. Not I, just I, Alfred, I, but a college coach, basketball coach who can make good money. Say that again. I'm sorry. It's just a it's a college basketball coach who makes money, and so not just what Alfred has said before, but like I said, I don't believe a coach until they're on the court or floor with their team or field coaching them what they're doing. Exactly, and yeah, it, it's. I hope he stays, you know, just for the good of the league and the school and all that. But yeah, with twenty, you know, we're still here in 2023. You wake up Sunday morning. Offered in talks to be head coach of Indiana to replace the fired Archie Miller. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Here is a run a quick thing about the contract, really, and we'll kind of get some expectations. They they structured it perfectly. He gets five hundred k year one, five hundred k year two. So let's say he does really good, and right. okay, they make they keep the success fairly close to what they're doing, or even surpass yeah. it. Year three, it do, more than doubles to one point one five million. And so say he does well, it's like, oh, I'm going to bring you – you're only making 500K. I'll give you $2 million to come to some Iowa State job. You know what I mean? Or some, right, Illinois. Or yeah, Oklahoma State, something where it's like, oh, it's a, it's a Power 5 job, but do I really want to go there? So it doubles there. Then it goes up like five hundred or 5K 
I think that's right. Five hundred, no, five thousand, or no, excuse me, fifty thousand. Let me get my math right here. Through the end of the contract, which is a nominal bump essentially for what in relation to what he gets. But that year two to year three, if he has success, that's kind of what keep teams away. Plus, he still has that buyout after year three of still eight million dollars. Right. If I'm correct on that, was after three years. Um, uh, yeah, I believe so. So, what do you think? So, after all this, we've discussed, we've been reading up for about a week. How would you grade the hire? I'd give it the offer hire. Um, yeah, I'll give it a solid B. A I, solid B, mm-hmm. given the such given offers experience, who they were able to bring in, who you know them bringing in offered, mm-hmm. given offers offers track record in the league, and given that he's a he's a name and he's had success, as opposed to you know. A promote from within. I didn't want them to promote from within because they did that after Trent Johnson and just sort of whittled down uh, to the nine and twenty-two year under David Carter. Um, I didn't want them to to promote from within. You wasn't sure about if the UC Irvine coach, the Montana coach, was even interested in the Nevada job. I hadn't read anything mm-hmm. about it, so I, I give it a solid B. You know. Uh, Solid B, and given the contract, it is buyout heavy, so yeah, everybody I, wins. <laughs> yeah, I did make a slight error. Sorry, it's year one, eight million dollars. It goes eight, six, four, three, two, and then like one and a half essentially the rest of the way. So that's what it was. Oh. I'm about to so say they we got five years. Right? Yeah, four, I would. I'd say five I'd say yeah, minimum three to four minimum. I'd say. So I give it a B. I'll give. I'll go higher if he can retain most like Jordan Brown specifically. So I think it's a B. Like. Again, like you said, look at the success compared to anybody in the conference. He comes in like Eli's – I know he's not in Europe right now. I says, like, hey, maybe I'll text you an article or DM you. I'm like, just chill. We can do this when we get back. Ranking the, co- <laughs> the coaches because he's out hanging out in like Iceland and other places out in, yeah. the, in the Europe. I yeah, told him, Eli, chill, Eli. Get, I, enjoy, yeah. man. I also told him too, good thing Brexit didn't happen because who knows if he yeah. did. <laughs> that finally got extended. So that's a, that's a positive out there. No kidding. <laughs> but he's like – Alfred, number one by far. If you rank the coaches, he's number one within the mm. conference. Would you yeah. agree with that? I would. Um, other than, you know, I, I would say he is number one because Smith's success was great, but it was year one. Uh, Dutcher's keeping SDSU steady. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's nice. year has gone up and down. Um, you know, great, impressive first year, crashed in the second year, mostly to injuries. And whatnot. So yeah, Alfred would be number one uh, yeah. for me. I'd probably go like maybe like Alfred, because <laughs> he mentioned Rice, Alfred, Smith as his top three. Hmm. And so I'm like, I get Leon's done a lot with Boise, a, ma- a major player in the Mountain West for the past while. Even before the WAC, they weren't very good. Really, they've just right. been okay. But I, I don't know. You got Alfred Smith, Rice. Weird, and I'd say Dutcher, but just because he's kind of came out of nowhere, but his consistency has been lacking a bit. Right, and I and you mentioned Leon Rice. I think in real, real take, real quick, I'm I'm just over the moon on Boise State. I think mm-hmm. they're going to return everybody back. I'm in. I love this Derek Alston kid. Boise State's going to be book it, cold take, hot take, oh, whatever. Good. Bring it. What do you got? Top three. They'll be in the. They'll be in contention to win the Mountain West. Boom! You know who may not be in contention? Utah State losing Kata. Yeah, I saw that. Any 
He is hiring an agent. Well, I, know, I read he intend to hire an agent. That's not it's, the same. Well, here's the thing. Reading through his release, and somebody got mad at me on Twitter for what I wrote because I didn't really click. I'm like, all right, let me put in a clarification yeah. thing. But, then, <laughs> but, but, but when he says, I fully intend to hire an agent, then the next sentence is to keep all my options open in case I want to return to school. It's like, what are you doing there? It's, yeah, it, it, it's it's like the Andrew Nevhart, Florida's point guard. He he declared, but I don't think he mentioned hiring agent. So again, keeping their options open. <laughs> is it, so I know, <laughs> very true. I know the NBA has different rules. Like you can still, can you hire an agent and still return? No, once I think once you hire an agent, it you're done. Um, you're forfeit. As far as my interpretation of it. The moment you hire an agent, I need to forego your eligibility. Which, yeah, I thought they. Oh, we could do a. Oh, we could do a podcast on just everything that's wrong with the NCAA. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, but yeah, that that's. I think once you hire an agent, that's it. I, that's uh, true. I thought they. I'm gonna try to find it really quick. I know they made some tweaks to it. Like I think they may have changed when the combine is and stuff. So yeah, but, I, they might have. But as, as far as my interpretation again my interpretation yeah when you hire an agent it's like you're yeah it's done yeah um here we go members ncaa players adopt ncaa adopt rule that's 2009 that's not new um i'll look at this later but i'm pretty sure okay okay a player yeah yeah sign agent that makes sense yeah um oh no here nope here's where it changed i i we're both right on this a player who declares for the draft stays in loses college ability when he's drafted However, oh, okay, he could sign with an agent following an evaluation period from the NBA undergraduate advisory committee. So, like, it would be 50th pick, whatever, 20th pick. And if he ends up goes undrafted, he can then have the opportunity, opportunity to return to school for at least another year only after terminating all agreements with that agent. Okay. Effective with the current draft 2019. So, oh. he, okay, so he can hire an agent. If he goes undrafted, maybe I will update that part because that's pretty important because I knew there was a new rule that changed. Okay. Up until so, last year, when you had an agent and say in draft, left undrafted, you're done. It's like crap. That sucks. If you gotcha. sign an agent, because yeah. like, because it's like, what's the point of going through the draft process without an agent? There's so much to do. Who can do help for you? They do work for you. They can help pay for things until you get drafted. Just basic expenses, uh, workout money, whatever you need to get around and do stuff. If you don't have that, that's very hard to get drafted. Like who right. has? thousands upon thousands of dollars to go work out for eight different NBA teams flying across the country in a three-week period. They don't. None of them do. No. Most of them don't. Unless you get those $100 handshakes. Yeah. (laughs) Even those aren't enough. Yeah, which I'm like, cool, if you get it, just don't get caught, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) So so he can. So I will update that. But so if you are in the draft with agent but going draft, you can come back assuming you cut ties with that agent, which wink, wink, nod, nod, you'll be my agent next year probably. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, come on. But as long as you're not doing anything like agent stuff as you're back in school, clearly, that's I like that rule too because there's going to be more guys de- declare than spots for because you have international players. You'll have um, guys like Keita who came out of nowhere. Utah State got him from August and Portugal kind of, oh, cool. You're good. Awesome. Come play basketball for us. So <laughs> I hope he comes back because like Fox Sports and other places, like Fox had number nine in the country for next year. I'm like, whoo. Yeah, I saw that too. It is, I mean, I saw a couple of top twenty, but nine. Slow down. Yeah, well, but I mean, think about it. we're in early April, so we still mm-hmm. got the rest of these play NBA playoffs and six weeks or something. Yeah, roughly that. That that's just the first round. 
<laughs> yeah, um, pretty, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we got the combines and everything like that going on. So it, it's a – I think the last day to drop out or pull your name out is – is it May? I, I had May. I had the article. Let me pull it up really quick. I had all the mm-hmm. dates and everything. It's um, you get a couple weeks. I think it's May. I want to say May eighth here. It May. is um. I thought it was late May. Let me see but here. I could be... Combine withdrawal deadline is um twenty April twenty first is a day to declare. Oh. Um, let's see. Oh, I actually don't. Oh, withdrawal deadline May 29th. May ninth. Okay. Yeah. I because I remember one of the Florida players put his name in, but. I don't believe he hired an agent or didn't mention it, but they have mentioned it in the article that I read. They mentioned the draft day. I knew it was like late May. They got so they got like a month and a half to to figure it it's out. It's just but, hilarious. Like here's the quote exactly for Kata put in a tweet. I plan to hire an agent with the full intent of staying in the draft while also retaining my eligibility should I return to school. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's like I guess if I don't get drafted I could come back. I but, mean and that's fine. I mean yeah, if, no, that's if, perfectly if he fine. comes back if yeah. he comes back, I mean, I still think Utah mm-hmm. State, it, even with even if he stays in the draft, goes through all that, I still like Utah State to be tops in that league uh, in the Mountain West because they return quite a bit. They, they'll be this year's Nevada. They'll be next season's Nevada. Yeah, like, they, yeah. we passed the we passed the the target from Reno to Logan. The fire extinguisher, as yes. you, as we may say. <laughs> The uh, golden I, fire extinguisher. Exactly. <laughs> I I think uh, like we'll wrap up real quick. I just think even if Kata leaves, they may like with Kata there. They're my odds on favorite to be the preseason number one. Without him, top three. They're still good. Yeah, and, I, they have and other players, but they're just not the overall win favorite. I would say probably not the overall favorite, obviously. But I I feel like the rest of the league. Like, what do you expect? I mean, what what are we expecting out of? Seems like Nevada, uh, San Diego State's gonna be. They'll have players that I like. I still like the Mitchell kid. Uh, Fresno's rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, UNLV, I, we'll see. UNLV, did they keep all their players? Um, uh, they're still working on it. They got a few guys back, okay. but they're still new coach. So that's part of it too. They are. Yeah, I'm just saying they're mm, the stability of the league. Probably, I don't know. It's gonna yeah. be. Boise We're State, ex- Air, actually, technically Air Force. They bring yeah. back everybody. And I would ask you this because I don't, we don't get to talk hoops too often on the podcast, and we don't. Talk, well, we do hoops, but like just my personal opinions about team. I told Eli Air Force to do this. They have, if, if you've seen the box score for Air Force, they have what twenty guys. It seems like that play. Yeah, it does. Do the it, hockey it, lineup. Sub every <laughs> five in, five out. Just and like <laughs> I'm sure, like this is not a joke. Like you have, there's a reason. They run the triple option in Air Force, Navy, Army, small the service team. Yeah, too. there's still the same restriction for basketball, less difference compared to football, and basketball. Like the, the, those restrictions don't bother too much, I'd say, or don't hinder them too much. But they should be running like Mike D'Antonio, Steve Kerr offenses in the Air Force Academy, fast, fast, or basically no, go pull an LMU back in the '80s with Len Bias, run as fast as you can. Press every time it's sub five and five out and just wear the other teams out. I still contend they should do that. Oh, like those LMU teams with yeah, uh, the gathers and all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the just like that you mentioned in football, you you have your restrictions, meaning you can't bring in certain players. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you either go run run an offense that'll score a hundred points 100, a game, yeah, or 
go the other way and, you know, score, you know, limit your possessions, be, you know, Virginia, very much Virginia. Uh, in the sense of limiting possessions, we're going to run backdoor cuts till you die yeah. and try to win games 43-40. Please you know? don't. No, I don't like that. They did that a couple years ago or when the Mountain West had like five teams, I think, years ago. But I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I say it. Just go five in, five out, and just run the team to death you're playing against. You're already yeah. at 7,000 feet anyways. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't why I believe Wyoming runs a similar. They can a little bit. They, they feel like it. Or it feels like they do. Oh, they should. You know. Justin James will score 28 points a game and just crush you. Oh, that too, you know. But I, I, I like it though, man. I, I, what do you? Th- should they do it? Should we? Should we send a, an inquiry to Air Force Academy to change their basketball status? You know, you know, the worst they could do is say no or you know just ignore it. Why not? Let's do it. Just, just let's get let let diversify the offense. Yeah. There's a lot of offenses, you know. Let more, do it. Yeah, let more like LMU. More like North Carolina. You know, North Carolina mm-hmm. likes to run and gun. Auburn likes mm-hmm. to shoot up a jet, bunch of threes. More like North Carolina, Auburn. Less like Virginia and Texas Tech, even though they played for the national championship. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, I think Those we're good. good. It's good. No, it's it's fine. If you can win, I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying for Air Force success, go for it. That's what right. I want to see. Let's go all the – just run gun, you know. Should we make a hashtag run Falcons run? <laughs> Well, we did that. Didn't, didn't we tried to do the Quinn, Quinn quarterback thing? Quinn, we did the quinterback. Not quarterback, quinterback. Yeah, the quinterback. Yeah. We did the, the um, airwolf, whatever it was. I think airwolf. Yeah, I, see, I'm, I'm disappointed. Airwolf didn't catch y'all. I know. Yeah, I, I was still using. It. I, I know we should. Nobody was falling. Like, yeah, do it, folks. Come on, what's the deal? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll come with, who's with me, man? I'm with you. We're always together. Thank you. We got Thank it. You. Let's get that offense with the new quarterback and just start rolling and have – man, they got Timmy Chang as the QB coach. Come on. They got Mummy. They got Norvell. Sling it. <laughs> now, who's going to be the quarterback? You. You. You'll be the quarterback. Exactly. That's another podcast <laughs> later. We got to worry about that. We got to wait till fall <laughs> camp for that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think we've exhausted – we have one hour, so I think that's a requisite to say time's up after we start trail, trailing off about other things. One last, seriously, one last question. One last question. Okay. Not football, not basketball, not ham. I'll make sure it's not ham question. But <laughs> I'm not interested. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> we already we talked pre-show about the Masters. We're not doing that either because that's boring. Okay. Yay or nay on Game of Thrones? Nay. Okay. Have I you... tried. I tried. My, my <laughs> Me too. <laughs> brother watches it. I I can't do that that entity. But hey, God bless the people who they enjoy it. They watch it. They love it. More power to you. Just not my bag, man. I agree. I tried. Like, I watch, like, TV. I watch almost. I'll try to watch. I'll try anything. I'll record whatever. Like, I'll give this show a try. I watched probably 80% of the first season. Just not just not for me. That's all I'll say. But I've yeah. watched it. I know um, I know about Jon Snow. I know who Peter Dinklage yeah. is because he's a good actor. Um, I know there's zombie dragons. There's actual dragons. Yeah, White Walkers. There's something. Winter uh, Snow. Ice. Winter Snow. Uh, red wedding. Oh yeah, about that. yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all I that, know. That's about as far as my knowledge of Game of Thrones goes. Yeah, I was just curious because I tried. I'm like, just I'll watch other stuff, not for me. So, yeah. So I'll I'll know whenever whenever what time that show comes on in the in the East Coast or Central Time, I'll know. Oh, Game of Thrones is on. 
Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'll go do something else. Stay off Twitter, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, uh, tonight. What if you watch it half fun? Yeah. Um, no, I don't care. Watch it. I, yeah. Do what you do. I'm just, I'm just curious because I, I never got into it. I, but I'll be watching Rockets Jazz tonight, so we'll see how that goes. Nice. Good luck to your Rockets. Yes, and for work it'll be hilarious because we cover the Jazz, so it's like. Yeah, that's right. That is exciting. Right. It's fun at work. <laughs> it's the best. So. so it's like Nevada, Florida for you, but for seven games. Exactly. I just I just kept walking around and say Rockets in five throughout the, throughout the <laughs> office on Friday. <laughs> and, and you know what? You're right. But don't tell your coworkers. Or Jazz could win in seven. I wouldn't surprise me either. So. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. This- we'll see how it goes. So, are you your Magic in the playoff? Correct. Yes, and we won game one. That's right. Over Brooklyn, I want to say. Toronto. Toronto. Oh wait, Toronto. That's what it was. Ooh, good win. Kawhi Leonard. Nice. Come on, show up, boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I did. I just saw the, the results. So I'm glad you're happy with that one zero. So I'm ecstatic. <laughs> Excellent. So let's we'll end there. So NBA playoffs, not Game of Thrones fan. Who cares about the Masters? Early basketball picks here. We'll be back some other points for some other podcasts. We I think we need to do more of you and all the other writers just to do some mini podcasts about these teams through spring and stuff. So maybe we'll work on that too through the summer just for some fun. So. Yes, and and also because you know we're getting towards the quiet period, very quiet period, and um, also yeah. So we're we're just all just look for some fun stuff. I am going to bring back, or we're going to start working on our um, all time teams because that kind of took a snoozer in February because yeah. stuff happens. Yeah, Basketball. I could work. I could work on it since we are in the quiet. <laughs> we could. I know that's. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll get that stuff going on. There'll be a few more rolling out. We I know like. Like most of them, like half filled by everybody. So I'm like, oh, maybe we should actually finish that to get yeah. going. So we'll get those up. We got the NBA and NFL draft coming up. Also, yes, it's mid-April. When is the draft? I, honestly, like, it's like in two weeks. weeks. So we got to hustle. We're behind on this one too, folks. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I, NFL could just take yeah. a torch for one for a minute. Hey, we'll talk about. Hey, we, we'll educate people on Nevada players and everybody else. That's what we're gonna do. So. Assuming anybody gets anybody from nobody gets drafted. Daryl, well, yeah, good point. We'll see how it goes. You got the transfers, but we have that coming up. So look for some draft stuff from us. But what I was getting to, it's nearing our top fifty countdown for football. Ah, that's right. That's always exciting. Right. So I know this is it is exciting. This is mostly a basketball podcast, but mixing some football stuff. So yeah, just stick around. Follow Branded, um, Brandon G Blake for if you want Orlando Magic basketball meltdowns and euphoria when they win. Um, Jacksonville Jaguar stuff, which uh, good luck to your Jags this year. Hopefully they uh, – uh, is Bortles officially gone, right? Was he cut recently? Or is he still on the roster lingering somewhere? He's cut. That's he right. went to L.A. Oh, that's right. Yeah, L.A. spent a whole bunch of money on Nick Foles, which yeah. – Oh, that's right. Maybe. But, yeah. There's come, potential. Come for the Mountain West stuff. Stay for everything else. Exactly. All right. So <laughs> have fun, everybody. Check us out at com. Going to – you know where to get us at. iTunes, Stitcher. Tune in wherever you get your podcast to search Mount Wire, and you'll find us. And we'll be back. Um, we'll be back down the road with maybe football, maybe basketball podcast. We'll we'll let you know, but it'll be not too long. See you, folks. <laughs>